BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Straight Up with Stassi. So this is Pop Culture Hour, not to be confused with Happy Hour. Although pop culture does make us all happy and so does wine. So do what you want. Alrighty, Dracarys bitches. Welcome to another monthly episode of Pop Culture Hour with my best friend in the whole world, Taylor freaking Strecker. All the way from New York. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) How dare I step on the queen's toes? No, that's the thing about Zooms. It's like, you know, you never know when to actually speak up. It's it's annoying. It's not the vibe. I hate Zooms. You hear, you know what? I loathe them. No, you're going to make me fly out there monthly, aren't you? I would kill, 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 kill. Well, okay. Welcome. Hey, girl. Hey, <laughs> welcome. Um, I have a lot that I want to discuss today. I know before, you said so many topics. I said I'm so many. Well, and then I was like, okay, which ones do you think are the strongest, Taylor? And then you sent the ones you said were strongest, but you didn't include Prince Harry's book in there. And I'm like, because well, I didn't read it. <laughs> I figured that already, especially when I began reading it, and I realized. Hmm. This is rather lengthy and uh, long, and it's taking a long. It's taking quite a while to get Reading through. Reading is hard. This is why I didn't read your book or Claudia's <laughs> book. <laughs> no, I get it. And there were so many chapters in his book that I'm like. Taylor wouldn't like this. I mean, there's Thank a lot you. about like the military and and all of the the ins and outs Ugh. of all the military things. Like, I didn't even like whatever. We'll get into it. I want to promise the audience this right now, though. We're gonna keep this story, Prince Harry, last number five. Okay, okay. okay. Cinque, number five. That's what it is in Italian, right? Yeah, that's what Hartford says, Cinque. And um, I promise that I'm not going to talk about it too much because I feel like people are like, enough already. I don't care yeah. about the Sussexes, whatever. I do, though. And this is my podcast. And <laughs> I dictate what we talk about. And if you it's... don't want to listen to it, you can turn it off, which is why I'm going to put it at the end. That's but so before, nice. That's so considerate yeah. of you. <laughs> I am just such a loving person. (laughs) (laughs) Truly (laughs) philanthropic. (laughs) But before we get into all of the things that you and I are obsessed with in pop culture, all over the place, whatever, um, I want to just like catch up with you. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. There's so much. I have had a week, girlfriend. (sighs) Like really? Why? Tay is full on taking shots, her in vitro shots right now. Wow. (sighs) 
So, so it's all this IVF shit, but like, <clears throat> like I have cried like boohoo tears stream down your face. Cried every single day of this week. Now, last Hi. week we went to SNL and we immediately went into the Eagles game. <clears throat> And I did drugs, okay? So, like, I was, I was not waiting doing well. to see if you were going to say it. <laughs> Don't say waiting. which ones. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Fine. They're not even bad ones. Don't even say it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you say drugs without giving specifics, you could be doing heroin. You could be doing, like, really extreme shit. And to me, these drugs that, let's just let, we'll no, let the listeners hey, know, they're no, just not, in, in, if there's a hierarchy of drugs, like, these aren't that bad. <laughs> the Fine. ones that you took. <laughs> it's just gummies, you know? It's just a gummies whatever. moment. So, whatever. Like, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> um, but I like, I don't know what it was. And oh, 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 and also, I got my period, which is like, when will I learn? Hello? It's Wait, like, what's, what's so wrong I think with that? Every time we talk, I like to have a story about my period and I realize it's because we're on my cycle. We're yeah. on my recording cycle. No, literally. <laughs> yeah. So every time we film pop or record pop culture hour, it's your period. Yeah. yeah. I will be unwell. So basically, like, I was just like all week I was just off, but like we had to go. So it was Taste's first official appointment to like go to get her. Uh, blood work done and all this stuff and and like okay so we went to <laughs> tell this the fucking is, story this is how <laughs> I've been so we're working with California Cryobank thank you right. very much Lo okay and so we have our sperm from California Cryobank right but we also now we have to figure out what we're gonna do with like the eggs so we're like now we're like in the IVF of it all and IVF is expensive and it's exhausting and it's time consuming so we had an appointment with our like IVF people <clears throat> but like this was the official one where I put my credit card down and paid $12,000 oh no and oh Tay and now I know why you've been crying every day <laughs> it's not your period yeah. that's yeah. hard that's hard and with the economy that we're in right now and the economy really, today are they it's, crazy it's really scary trust me i know i lie awake at night every night thinking like am i going to be able to feed this family so like truly i get it that's stressful i know so i was like stressed and then also tay like um so she had um ordered all of the fertility drugs so like our house looks like a pharmacy literally there's like yeah. needles and like biodegradable buckets and yeah. fucking like alcohol pads and like what a vibe like, like vials in the fridge everywhere it's insane <laughs> and so it was just like it's all happening all at once like and like and then we, i had to go into the city with Tato, learn how to give her shots in her stomach and then i did and then she cried and then she like kind of fainted and it was like crazy and then i stabbed her ah so I've been and all the while it's like and there's going to be a baby and like mm. Tay and everybody around me is like this is what we have to do to have a baby and then I'm like <laughs> this baby's already ruined my life and it's still <laughs> eggs in Taylor's stomach so that's how I've been <laughs> listen normally Tay I'd be like stop making this about you <laughs> but right now this is about you Thank you. This is about both you and Tay. This is both of you. This is, you are not wrong for making this about you because you are just 
as equal of a part in this process, like in this baby's life. And I'm going to need you to start thinking like that because I feel like what your problem is, is that you feel like you're not a part of the equation. I don't. I feel left out, which is a huge trigger for me. Mm -hmm. I know. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to need you to realize that you are, it's 50-50. Like you... Taylor could not do this by herself, and nor would she want to, but she could not. Well, she okay. got mad at me this weekend, did say, go home. You're not invited to come to this appointment with me. Okay. <laughs> and then she said, I would do this with or without you. So, like, okay. get on board or get off. I was like, are okay. you going to break up with me? That's not the right thing for her to say. Okay. That's not the right thing. I'm going to have a talk with her. I'll be like, listen, okay, technically she could do this without you. But, like, that's not what you say. You are an integral part of this. You are... Okay. It is a 50-50 situation. And this is going to be just as much your baby as it's going to be her baby. It's going to be different experiences. But like, this is your baby. And I I think you need to go talk to someone about this. Well, we have a therapist and we totally talked about it in therapy. But you know what I realized? It's really hard because I'm such an emotional basket case. I'm so unhinged. I'm always deeply unwell. I am the chaotic one. And Tay is like this, like the solid, like dependable rock of a person, right? Mm. And so... So she's now in the unhinged, chaotic role because like she's being pumped with hormones. Right. And like, I'm like, but wait, what about meh? And <laughs> I'm, I need to be a rock for her now, but I'm not a rock. I'm a handful of sand. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll slip right through your damn fingers. A so I'm full like, of sand. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... I just, um, it's hard with the role reversal. And then also like Tay's really excited. Like Tay has zero fear. Like she's like, I was, I was born to be a mother. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting to be a mother. It's about goddamn time. Let's do the th- damn thing. That's and I'm I over felt. here. Right. But this is the thing is, so I said to Tay recently, listen, I know you're a hundo P and like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but some of us. It's usually a man. I happen to be a woman. Right. Are like ah, and that's and said, how Bo felt exactly. So I said like we have a friend whose husband every time she got pregnant yelled at her and got mad that she was pregnant. <laughs> he would say, "How did this happen?" And she said, "You, you did it." So this is the thing: is I'm like I am not like the only psycho asshole in this equation. I'm probably way better than a lot of guys. Totally, but she's like really feeling like. She's like so sad that I'm not as excited as her. And I'm and I had to like, what am I supposed to do? Like fake and fake a baby orgasm? No, Pretend I, that I'm like I know. I, like, you know, coming out my eyeballs. I'm not. I'm fucking scared. I, I totally get it. And like I really honestly relate to where Taylor is at so hard because when I got pregnant with Hartford, I was so over the moon excited. Nothing could knock me down. I was a fucking superwoman, literally no fear. And all Bo was, was fear. Mm. And like, he wouldn't get, it took him so long to get excited. And there were moments where I'm like, I recognize that I could spiral right now and think, who did I just decide to have a baby with? He's obviously not ready for this. Holy shit, I'm so alone. I feel so alone. But it was just like, I had to think like in that moment, I'm just going to choose to like ride the vibe that I'm already vibing in <laughs> like, right. and feel all the feelings that I'm feeling. And I think I need to talk to Teddy about you do. this. Please. And be like, you're on your own in terms of your feelings. Like you can't rely on your partner to like help you feel better because like they're worthless. <laughs> and 
like literally. And I even, I was like crying and I was like, I'm so sorry that like, I'm not where you are, but like, I like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll never lie to you. So like, and I like, I'm capable of it. So I'd rather be honest. And then when I, I get excited, then we can be excited together. But like, yeah. you just have to give me like a little bit more. And like, I'm, she's like, you're not here with me. I'm like, I put my credit card down. I am literally <laughs> no. doing this with you. I get it. $12,000. You're here. You're there. That's you are Chanel there. Bag. Yeah, that's, I'm like, wow, that's so mm. much money. I know. But of course, Tay's like, well, that's like a very small price to pay for having a child. And I'm like, yes, but straight privilege, straighties, <laughs> not all straighties, but a lot of straighties get to do this for frizzy. And that, yeah. so you know what? I'm going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody that has straight guilt can goddamn contribute. <laughs> I'm here for this. Honestly, that you gave me a lot of breath. Good. I'm glad. And you know what? You're going to feel even so much more better when I come out to visit you in three weeks for your big birthday. I'm so excited. I don't really know what Tay has quite planned. Um, but I, of course, she told me you guys are coming. So, um, but like, really, like, we need, like, you and Bo, the amount of times I was the therapist referee, it's my turn. Yes, yeah, no. Our, we need it. Because like, and Tay and I are usually so simpatico and like the world could be in, on fire around me, crumbling around me, like Armageddon level. But as long as I got Tay, like we're so connected. And this is the first time like in forever, not forever. We've been through other things, but like it's been a long time since like, I'm like, oh my God, we're not on the same page. And like, I like we're like checking it with like I'm like do you still love me and she's like oh my god yes I do and then like an hour later she'll be like you don't love me anymore and I'm like oh my god two women we're basket cases <laughs> okay Stussy and Bo are coming to help listen I wish it could be a longer trip we're only staying in New York for three nights but I know I have a child and it just is a big deal for us to go across the country I wish I was one of those people that I'm like I can go to Europe for two weeks at a time without my baby but I'm not that person yet I know one day I probably yet. will be but like <laughs> I'm not there and three nights is as much as we can do but I am so excited I mean New York Bo and I haven't been to New York since right before we had to fly back home from our tour because of COVID. Oh my God. Don't when even. we were like one of the last people to see a show on Broadway and that's when we saw a Harry Potter double show all yep. one full fucking day to sit in a in a theater. And then we had to just fly back home. And that, that was, was last time we went to New York. That was so together. chaotic. I was in, when I was at the Eagles game, I met a guy who like runs talent stuff at PAX Casino. And I was like, PTSD, PTSD, PTSD. Wow. I have been back since you and I were there. Claudia did a show there. And then also we like, we, Tay and I go with Claudia and Brian to gamble because we're degenerates. Yeah. But um, isn't that so crazy? Every time yeah. I'm there, I think of you. Every single time. So crazy. And now I just like can't believe that in three weeks, we're going to see you for your big birthday. So excited. Yeah, let's call it my big birthday. We can stop it at big birthday. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to say, even though I think everyone knows how old you're turning. No, I'm just going to say your big, big birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now that we're done catching the peeps up, yes. the audience up, um, the peeps. Lo says I say peeps all the time. And now you do say and I'm peeps like, all I've the time. never said it before. No, I'm like, I've never said it before. And now I catch myself and I'm like, I say it all the time. <laughs> and and that is just like, it's not even like a millennial thing. It's like a Gen X thing. So, like, 
Where did I get this from? How long have I been saying it? I need answers. <laughs> I, you can blame me for it. I probably I'm I'm closer to Gen X than you, so it might be me. Do you say peeps? I say all the annoying things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to Pop Culture Hour, the five things that we are obsessed with right now. So in no particular order, except right. for Prince Harry's book, Spare, being at the end, um, let's get into this shit. Let's start. Okay. Number one. Look, I'm actually like really professional right now. I brought my iPad out Ooh. and like have articles just ready to go. Not that this one needs an article or like any deets. Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady <gasps> officially oh retires for the millionth time. Can I say? Oh, please. Yes. Yes. And yes, you may. Well, I'm sorry. The first pop culture hour that we did I you know. rode so hard for Tom Brady I was Listen, so I was I doubted everything about our friendship where I just I've not I couldn't understand it it wasn't the love of Tom as it was the disdain for Giselle let me be clear and number two I'm a flip-flopper you can't trust anything I say snap of a finger I'll change my mind when it comes um, to pop culture when it comes okay. to pop culture right okay so is your disdain for Giselle over no, I still dis I still dislike her, but now I dislike him way more than I ever disliked her. Okay. Well, in case people don't know what I'm talking about, so Tom Brady has retired 17 times before. For the gajillion time. He is the boy who cried retirement. Yes. Like, and I remember, and Bo and I argue about this all the time. Like the, the last time he did this, yeah. I was like, Bo, he does this all the time. And he's yeah. like, no, he doesn't. Stop. Yes, he's he does. done it like one other time. I'm like, no, he's done it like four, five other times. I'm like, I don't know how many times he's actually retired, but at least he's talked about it to the point where it has felt like he's retired 17 times. So I can't be bothered to fucking care when yep. I hear about this. Not that I care to begin with because like, I don't care about sports. The only reason I'm into this right now okay. is because when he retired last time, <laughs> and then took it back. What a joke. His whole life fell apart. And I'm so Literally. team Giselle in this situation. And if anyone wants to hear our opinions on this, they can go back. It's like a couple months ago, this yeah. episode. And um, now that his life has fallen apart, it's like, oh, no. Oh, now. Oh, now. Now, after you've lost your family, after you've lost like all the your games. Res the respect <laughs> from <laughs> everybody. Yeah, literally now you want to like it it feels like such a sad way to go. Like normally oh, like in it's a tragic. Okay. It is. He was about to he was about to go out. He should have retired <clears throat> with the Patriots. He would have gone out as the fucking goat, beloved by New England. That's a lot of states that he's got. But instead yeah. he fucks the Patriots over fucks us over the fans. Not that I'm like that big of a fan, but you know, I'm fair weather. Like when I like want to be a fan, I'm, I'm a fan. When it benefits me, I am. But like, <laughs> then goes to the Buccaneers. What? And he's just, and, and you know what? I didn't feel bad for him. You reap what you sow, Tom. You reap what you sow. Literally, like, good. Patooey, spit on him. Dance on his grave. Even Gronkowski. <laughs> is that how you say his name? Whatever. His bestie, who he took with him oh, from yeah, the yeah, Patriots yeah, yeah. to the Buccaneers. He was like, or did he retire when he took my retirement? I don't know. Everybody's fake retiring. But like, <laughs> I, Cameron Diaz, just saying. I mean, she, she's unretired now. Oh, she's maybe allowed. it's cool. She's allowed. She's, she's allowed. allowed. She How dare I bring Cameron she into She took this? a long retirement. I feel and like 10 years. She took years. a legit one. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 
I, I, I digress. But like, even Grakowski, whatever his name was, was like, uh, congrats, bro. <sighs> Again. Like, Tom Brady is me announcing I'm going on a diet. Again. Wow. Nothing has made more sense. Yeah. Like, literally, though. I'm sick yeah. and tired of your broken promises. Promises. It's like everyone who says they're going to do dry January. <laughs> That's Tom Brady. Literally. Like, he, okay. Yeah. I will say this: the way that he did it this time, just like uploading a random video of like, and like at least he was um, poking fun at himself, and he was like, he was a he was self aware enough for me. Okay, to just be like, all right, like, um, I'm officially retiring this year. Just like kind of cracking jokes. Like, I get it. Like, you know, there was a lot of like hoopla around the last time. So I just figured I'd just like upload a video here right now. It was sad and depressing, but also self-aware. So thank you for being not as annoying as usual. But also... Right now is the time when you shouldn't retire, dude. Like, bro, you yeah. literally just lost everything. It's time to rebuild. It's yes. time to like rebuild so that you can go out, try and win some things, trying, yeah. you know, and then when you're on top again, then retire. It's you know just what? so depressing that he He's just a was real like martyr that one. He is a he <laughs> loves to be a victim, that Tom. He so does. He really does. Like this and this behavior is indicative of that. Disgusting. Victim energy. Ugh, gross. What do you think is going to happen to him now? He's just going to go and be a sportscaster, right? I don't know. He's kind of hated now. I will say this. That man, there's no way he's just going to go and retire and live a peaceful life somewhere. He is going to make sure that he's constantly still working, shoving his face down our throats. This is not the end of Tom Brady. Like, his goal in life isn't to peacefully retire somewhere. Like, where you, me, the rest of the world, what we would ideally love is to make enough fucking money throughout our life to where, like, 50 years old, we could just be like, "Mm." I'm going to Italy and I'm living the rest of my life in Italy with my family on a vineyard and that's it. You'll never see my face again. That's the dream. That's not his dream. No, it's not. No. All right, Tom Brady. Oh, also, I did say this. I did see this, that your um, Boston dude. Oh, yeah. um, Kraft, Bob Kraft. Or was it? um, I clicked on. Oh, yeah. Robert Kraft wants Tom Brady to sign a one-day contract to retire with the Patriots. Honestly, No, thanks, Tom. We don't need you. I'm also an Eagles fan, so like I can't really speak for the Patriots, but maybe he should do that. I don't know. I, I don't just know. It think... seems like a cop out. It seems like it's not like... real. I really genuinely think that we're all like, bye. Like everyone's just over him and over his stupid face and over his stupid everything. He's just stupid, stupid, stupid. You sound like someone talking about Prince Harry. <laughs> like every time I go on TikTok, all I see is someone like you just being like, honestly, we're over him. He's just stupid. And I'm sick of his stupid face, his stupid family, his stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> That's all I see really? when I scroll on TikTok. And I'm like, how did I get here? I didn't ask for this algorithm. I asked for pro Sussex an algorithm, an algorithm that is pro Sussex. <laughs> and I don't want to see this shit. I don't want to see the hate, but all it's I see is Boston the hate. Boston energy. That's what it is. And don't forget Boston Tea Party. So many settlers from England came over and they settled in Boston. So there you go. Same Way thing. to just like wrap them all up together. <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm from Boston. Here for it. Okay. Moving on. 
I've talked about my skin issues for a while now. I have psoriasis. I have eczema, rosacea. My skin is always dry and flaky. But I don't think I've ever really talked about how that, like, my scalp is exactly the same way. Always flaky. I always have dandruff. It's just something that I've had to deal with. So I just recently started using Waze anti-dandruff shampoo. And I wanted to give it a little time before I started talking about it because this shit actually works. I've used Way products for a while now um, because I was influenced and I'm really glad I was. I always was like, oh, Way products are so chic. Like chic cool girls use them. But I actually love of them. In addition to the anti-dandruff shampoo, I really love the reset one, the detox shampoo that like resets your hair and your scalp. So you feel like you're just like detoxing your scalp. So if the shampoos you're using isn't working for you right now, I highly recommend trying Way. The way to healthy hair starts here. Go to theway.com and use code Stasi for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use code Stasi for 15% off your entire purchase. One more time, that's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code Stasi. All right. I, I have a, something that I want to say to everyone, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think the rest of the world is as obsessed with these two people that I'm about to talk about as I am. And when I say obsessed, like I'm not obsessed with them as like, oh, I love them the way that I love, you know, Meghan Markle or Blake Lively. I love her. You know, I love like there are people that I really love and admire. These people, I'm just kind of fascinated by everything that they do. And I never hear anyone else really talk about them. So this feels kind of specific to me a bit. And I think I'm going to make this a regular thing if they just keep acting the way that they're acting, doing the things that they're doing. I want Nicola Peltz and Brooklyn Beckham to be a straight up with Stassi fixture, pop culture hour fixture. Honestly, I will gladly follow them every single month and everything that they're doing. I'm obsessed with them. Like they're fascinating to me. Okay. Two young adults from two of the wealthiest families. Okay. Powerful, influential. All of the privilege in the world. And it is so fun to just like watch them. Like, I feel like I'm watching two little babies just trying to like make it in the world and figure out their own paths. And like, even though they've like had so much privilege, I kind of feel bad for them because they're just trying to figure it out. Like with every cooking video, like they can't figure out who it is they want to be, how they want to, what job they want to have, what career move. Like they're just it like... It's like, you know oh, it's kind everybody's, of cringe. Everybody's hurt or cuts hurt, even if yes. it's a paper cut. Even you if know? it's a paper cut. So like I, every time I see an article pop up with them, I, I have to click on it because I'm just, I'm fascinated. Like even, okay, I'm going to get into the wedding drama, which is why we're, what we're going to talk about. Yes. But like every cooking video, Brooklyn is just ripped 
to shreds, ripped to shreds by everyone. Raw meat, that meat's raw, it's disgusting. He didn't even cook it. Like, what is he just trying to be a shed? But there are people, I mean, people are so angry. They get so angry that he's just cooking a meal and putting it out there. He's not claiming to be a chef, you guys. He's not claiming to be a chef. He just said that he likes cooking. He wants to make an egg sandwich on the show. They asked him to do it. So he said yes. And people, you would think that he was slaughtering people's babies while he's making these meals because people get so angry and mad. Because they're so, they're, they just hate how rich they are. That's I know. it. We're just when, all jealous. I mean, nothing oh, makes you more jealous, jealous than money. I money know. is it. That's it. Trust it really me. Is. I know. I feel and like. beauty. And they've but, got it all. <laughs> but like, this is just like, it, it just, the reaction doesn't fit the crime, what's going on. Yes. There is no yes. crime. There is no crime. Literally. They're okay. just existing. I just recently then saw that they did a video with... <laughs> Okay, they did this video with Vogue, which like, I honestly blame everyone around them. I don't blame them. I don't blame Brooklyn or Nicola. I blame their PR. I blame every news outlet. I blame every magazine that's offering them this like cover or this interview. Like I blame everyone else, like because they're making them look stupid. Okay, they're just like two kids that are like, all right, I got offered this. Let me do it. So Vogue offers them to do like what we wear in a week. And can I just... I'm sorry. I have two clips, two two relatively short clips that I would just like to play for you that I'm just like, I could literally watch these on repeat. It's just so the comment section is literally like people being like, is he trying to be a stylist now? Like, what is this? Oh None my. of this makes sense. Oh, please hold. What's wrong with me? Why am I such a weirdo? OK, I think here it is. These are our travel looks. Um, we wear them when we travel. <laughs> our favorite glasses. I actually wear them all the time, and then Brooklyn started stealing mine, so I got him a pair, and we match. And we match now. <laughs> you know what? So, you know, like, pretty privilege is, like, a thing, right? Yeah. So when you combine pretty privilege with just straight up like wealth, okay, that's yeah. ultimate privilege. Like they have not formed personalities and it's not their fault. No, again, I know it's not their fault, it, which it makes me like them even more because I'm like, they can't fucking help it. None of this is their fault. And they also, yes. they're if they were charming and funny, I would hate them. I would, yeah, I would hate them too. <laughs> I'd be like, no, no, no fair. No, this is yeah. now. Not yes. fair. But my like, mom used to say to me, because I was raised Catholic, God, I remember there was a girl and she had like skinny legs. I've always been skinny like obsessed. And my mom was like, Taylor, God gives everyone different gifts and hers are skinny legs. But yours is like this, that, and the other. So like this means, yeah, mom's right. God gives people some gifts, not all. Just look at these two, right? Yeah. 100%. They did not give them the gift of humor or personality. Absolutely not. Zero humor, zero personality, which to me makes them so likable. I agree. Truly. I agree. So I am going to keep like every, I hope that they keep doing their thing, posting those videos, whatever, putting content out there for us to talk about every month. But right now I am so into the fact that there is wedding drama and their drama was a year ago. 
already, I think, or almost a yes. year ago. So yes. like a really long time ago, Nicola's billionaire father yes. is suing two wedding planners for a little over $100,000 for a deposit that he gave them a wedding planning deposit. They only worked with the couple for nine days. So this whole like lawsuit is just like so extra because he's now like he had to like give text messages to like prove that they were like kind of worthless wedding planners. And the text messages are so cringe on his family's and Nicola's part, not the wedding planners, really. So I guess, and this was only like six weeks before the wedding. So they had already hired wedding planners, fired that one, and then hired these two people. They only worked with them for nine weeks, but he had had to give them a $100,000 deposit, which is okay. Did you give deposits to wedding? I don't know, but they never gave it back. And so the text messages released are just so like, have you read these? No, read them. They're to me. just so they're just so petty and fun that I'm like, God, I can't believe this is news. But like, why am so I eating this too. shit up? But this is interesting too because like we know that there's been like beef. They haven't really like confirmed it, but there's beef between um the what are they called? The Poshes, uh, the Beckhams, and then her family. And so now to see like the the pettiness of her family, it's like, well, maybe the Beckhams are not the bad guys in the grand scheme of things. Read. Um I don't think that the Peltzes are even the bad guys. I think that I also think that because her dad is a billionaire that like, okay, does he need this? It would be such a poor look. Like if he were to just go suing a business unless they like did some fucked up shit. I just like don't feel like he would someone that powerful would waste their time. Right. Unless it was extremely Unless it was actually wrong and unfair. You know? Although sometimes wealthy people, they're just so rich and like they like want to like they want to stick it to you. So like mm-hmm. they'll they have endless fun. So it's like they just put their lawyers on it and it's like they almost do it for fucking sport. OK, you're right. No, you're actually you're right. So do I even want to name these wedding planners names? I don't want to because I don't no. want to call them out and I like want them to like go and like thrive, posture, prosper in their business. They refused to give back $159,000 okay. deposit. Okay. okay. Well, they worked and with them for nine weeks. That's like no, not No, 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 no. Nine days. Oh. It says after geez. parting ways with their first wedding planner, the Peltzes hired these people six weeks before the star-studded nuptials were set to take place. Okay. Uh, however, after only nine days on the job, they decided not to move forward. It says that the wedding planners decided not to move forward with Nicola and Beckham because they could not handle the couple's guest list, which included more than 500 people. <laughs> so that's if they're the ones that made that decision. Right. Then they that's the true. Then they should be giving the money back. Um, so in the text message, the actress, which is Nicole, Nicola, said she's tired of fixing their mistakes after they said Lewis Hamilton RSVP'd yes. So basically, where are the damn fucking screenshots? I hate page six. Me you know, too. They just bury like make it everything. Easy. There's too many pop-up things that are popping up. Oh, goodness. 
it's really hard to find these text messages, which is like so annoying. Anyway, someone said, the wedding planner, I I asked, I will keep you posted as soon as I know. Then um, Nicola writes, Lewis Hamilton did not RSVP in capital letters. So explain why his name's on the list, please. New one. We spoke to him. New one. He can't come. So explain why you said he RSVP'd. Yes. Then you see these people panicking, writing in, trying to like explain different reasons. And then she says something... Um, Again, these fucking texts are all over the place and they're not finding the right one. She says something along the lines of, I'm honestly just really sick of catching all of y'all's mistakes. And I'm like, ooh, whoa, I wish I had the balls to do that with some of the party planners that I've worked with before. I love that for Nicola. But why is her dad the one putting this out there? Then her dad goes on to say, there was also questionable alcohol um talk around so basically alcohol abuse talk around these wedding planners and the proof that he had (laughs) that he gave was just a text the group chat where the wedding planners wrote in like oh wow i'm gonna you have that one yeah now i'm going to now i'm going for a tequila my head is about to explode but i'm here if you need me that's it and then nicola writes yes queen <laughs> That's not alcohol abuse. And who hasn't written that into a group chat? Maybe a little. I'm wondering, I'm like, is that weird if the planners wrote that in? But like, not alcohol abuse. That's like literally That's one cocktail. Yeah. Like oh, one God, tequila. They must have, they must throw a raging party at the Pelt House. Like, lame. Anyway, this whole thing is just like, I love seeing people be petty, especially when it's Nicola. I love just seeing that all of the drama just unfold over over what? Because this dad is a billionaire. So like, exactly. does it actually really matter? No. Like, what's 100K to a billionaire? Is it like like $25 to us? $50? I feel like it's $100. A th- maybe a thousand. Oh, God. Really? Let it go. Billion. Billion. Well, like normally when you're a billionaire, like isn't your money like all tied up and shit? You can't really access it. <laughs> Or you could be like living off the dividends and like you make like $100,000 every single month just on your money sitting in the goddamn bank and you don't pay fucking taxes. Yeah. How do we do that? Um, There's all these like loopholes for rich people. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be a billionaire that doesn't have to pay taxes. Me? Two. I literally told my therapist how much I paid in taxes last year and she went, literally billionaires pay less than what you just paid in taxes. I was like, no shit. No, real talk. Okay. Um, I came across an article or TikTok, whatever. They're both the same thing, <laughs> saying that like the middle class in the high, upper middle class bracket in the US talking about how it is the mm-hmm. absolute worst place to be in terms of taxes and that mm-hmm. we're paying so much more than the richest people. And I just don't understand how this is possible. And it freaked my brain out so much that I couldn't continue reading into all of it. And I had to just be like, I have to take a melatonin and go to sleep. I like my brain's going to explode. Yeah. Like I'm sitting here being like, I need to make that mango. I'm not even going to open the boots that I bought from mango. I'm just going to return them. Like I'm panicking about mango boots and there are billionaires they're paying less taxes than i am tell me how that's fair it's we have to move we must leave i know okay moving on yes 
Y'all, I am not a good cook. I've never pretended to be. Um, it's one of the reasons that I married Beau because he is a great cook and he's the one that cooks for our family. But on the days that he is not here, um, I can't just starve because we have a child that I have to feed as well, uh, which is why HelloFresh has... Uh, been such a godsend for me and my family. Okay, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. Let me explain. Don't you want to get meal kits delivered right to your door? So for like people like me that just likes to be a recluse and not leave, you don't have to leave your house. Go to the grocery store and you save so much money because think about it. When you look up recipes, when you're like trying to cook, you're like, all right, I got to get all these ingredients go to the grocery store. It's time consuming. And you spend so much money on all of these things that you only end up using like a third of the ingredients. And then it takes so much time to like get it home, cook everything. It is a hassle. With HelloFresh, you can choose from 40 different meals a week and they're all amazing. Like they taste like you're at a restaurant and they're so easy to make delivered right to your door. Like, I mean, come on. It's like perfect for moms, especially because moms who can't cook, but whatever. <laughs> Anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash Stassi65 and use code Stassi65 for 65% off plus free shipping. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Stassi65 and use code Stassi65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Moving on. Julia Fox did a, made a TikTok showing her... Speaking what, of not a billionaire, <laughs> not a billionaire, her a two bedroom apartment in New York City um, being completely transparent, open and everyone, most people are praising her for it, which I am like. I don't think this is like praiseworthy, a praiseworthy TikTok. Like, I appreciate the honesty. Let me just explain. Let's explain this TikTok. Okay. So her yeah. apartment, it's a two bedroom apartment. No, and there's it's a one bedroom. And she turned the living room into her bedroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Which she said because her son, Valentino, yes. lives there. And she wanted to turn her bedroom into a room for her son. Yes. No, it's a two bedroom. And then she turned her room in a playroom, I thought, right? Correct. Oh, it's a you nook. are no, you're correct. Yes. Okay. In New York, that's considered a bedroom. It's, it has French yeah. doors. Therefore, yeah. it's a room. Oh, so there's a playroom yeah, right. and her son's bedroom. And then she lives in the living room, her yeah. bed and everything. And she has shoe boxes everywhere. In the she kitchen. has dead people stuff everywhere. Like, I watched this video, this TikTok, and it was so chaotic. <laughs> and, like, everything was messy. No, you're right. She's she talking she about like, mice. Pictures of, like, de like deceased fam friends and family. And, like, right. she has, she like, a um, like, a little tiny bit of somebody's ashes. No, I mean, hilariously to the point. <laughs> <laughs> there were some furry friends. Like, yep. you know, she yep. talked about mice and, and, and how she likes to feed them and all that. It all was just so bizarre and like everyone's it, like yes relatable queen and I'm like but so no made me feel like better about <laughs> no. myself while simultaneously feeling worried because she is Julia Fox and she is 
very well known and she has like a significant TikTok and a significant Instagram and... I mean, listen, I think we always assume that if you're famous, you're rich, and it's not necessarily the case. Clearly, Correct. in her case, it's not the case. But, like, it makes me worry because I'm like, if Julia Fox can't figure it out, I'm fucked. And I'm like, I can't live in that apartment she's living in. Do you know what I mean? So it uh -huh. worried me. Um, it didn't work. You know what it made me think? It just made me think we all have different priorities when it comes <laughs> yes. to what we spend our money on. Yeah. And a lot, everyone praising her for just being relatable, like, that didn't I'm like that doesn't make sense to me I'm like mm, I would say like let's if she like stops spending money on other things like yeah you know she goes on all these trips she right. like has designer everything like yes you know and maybe she's gifted it I don't know she what was she's actually she, she said she borrowed all the clothes so the clothes okay, are not so the maybe yeah maybe I don't even know what I'm talking about I don't know but Here's like I would put I would put some of my money into making my home a place for my kids and like taking pride in it. So here's the thing, like apartment aside, right? Like, so like you can't help like the amount of money you have or like what your apartment looks like, but what you can do is clean it and clean not it. be a hoarder. So it's yeah. like, for me, that was the thing. It was like, it wasn't so much like that. It's like a two bedroom, one bath, very small kitchen, like whatever. Fine, fine. Oh, it no, was it's a, not the size that matters. Let, yeah, let me condition. be very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Let me be clear. It was not the size of this apartment. That the was the point. that it's in. It, yeah. It was just strange to be Chaos. like, yeah, people praising her for being like, you, wow, selfless queen. You like, you don't have a room, but you made your son's room so cute. Mm, this doesn't feel like a selfless queen. Like her place is a mess. Like a clean mess. it up for your son. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just with like you. clean it up. Also, she said that he sleeps in bed with her. Again, fine, whatever. I'm not a parent. What do I know? But it's like, then let's all move into the room. <laughs> let's make it beautiful <laughs> for her and him. Yes. And like, let's get a living room and keep the playroom yeah. in the second room, whatever. But like, let's clean the kitchen. It's and like, let's get rid of all the shit in the hallway. Where the mice are clearly living. Yes, where the mice are living. Like, it's, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I like Julia Fox. I love I do. Her, like, I, I really like her. But this how is how she so, keeps a home. <laughs> yeah, I hate how she, and maybe it's my own issues where, like, I'm a cancer. Yeah, so basic. I'm a cancer and my home is my sanctuary. And Same. it is the main thing that I take pride in. And it like is very important to me. And it didn't matter like at, at any point in my life, like whether it's my home now or my apartment that I lived in before right. or my dorm when I was in college, like yeah. it literally I have to make it like my sanctuary. So I can't relate when people just have well, a messy place that they're just like, yeah, mice are coming in. Like, oh just do something about that. Literally, if we ever got mice even here, Tay's like, and then we move. Like, that's like it. Like, they, like it's a non-negotiable for mice with Tay, which is kind of ridiculous because like, like we live in the city, whatever. But knock on wood, for real, I have to knock on wood. We haven't had mice like in this apartment. But here's the thing is, like, I'm either very clean or, like, I can get messy. But, like, if I was, if my place was looking messy, I would never show it. Like, never in a million years. And that's the, like, take, like, be real and relatable, but also take pride, you know? Take, I think yeah, she should be real, but take pride. Bit. Yeah, I think this was just, like, a reflection on what she cares about and what she doesn't. And that's all it revealed. Because like, she pulls oh. herself together every time she walks out of that house. And yes, it's it. 
exactly cares about her hair, makeup, her outfit, all of that, but like does not care about pulling her 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 home together. And like, that's weird. But I did like how she said, because this is something that I worry about and you're going to have to worry about when you have a baby. Yes. That in a follow-up video from her birthday trip to like Barbados or something. So like living a, in like on a luxury vacay, she's doing a follow-up video uh, talking about her home tour. And she said, you know what? Like also, I don't want my son to grow up and be a prick. So that's why we live in that place. No. And, but there is something to be said for that, Taylor, because I saw, again, another TikTok recently that scared the shit out of me. Kind of like how this Julia Fox thing scared you. Okay. And it was from someone who grew up in LA with a lot of Nepo babies. Okay. And she's like, I have to say this. I grew up with a bunch of Nepo babies. A lot of them were so nice and so lovely. She's like, the Nepo babies that have really, really A-list famous parents, like they're so kind and lovely. lovely. She's like, it's the kids <laughs> like b c d list parents that are fucking assholes and my blood ran cold <laughs> because i am a d list x reality star <laughs> and all i can think about is that does that mean hartford is going to be a fucking asshole <laughs> like oh my god and that is that what julia fox meant when she said she doesn't want her son to be a prick so what how are we going to make sure our children aren't assholes just start throwing all your shit all over your house get mice and let them live in it <laughs> I don't put, no, no, that's so generalizing all of it. No, Taylor, you're going to have to, I, I guarantee the second your baby's born, you're going to worry about this. I've already worried about this where it's oh, like, no, no, how no. do you I'm raise a kid actively and actively turn my child into an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like, believe that's you. the goal. But Maybe like, it's I like believe reverse you. psychology, right? I'm like, you're not going to college. I'm going to homeschool you. And I don't read like I'm going to be <laughs> the worst and they're going to end up being the best. Okay. That's the plan. Decent plan. Decent. <laughs> All right. Moving on. And I'm going to need you to help me out with this one. All right. The Shakira drums. Yes. yes. I yes. want to talk about Shakira and her ex boyfriend of like 11 years. Peak is his last name? How do I say it? Oh, I have no idea how to say it. Gerard Peak? Shakira's ex. PK? Because there's a thing on the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, PK. Uh, let's go with PK. Gerard PK. I am so obsessed with this story that I I just love. I hate that people are saying that it's petty because like it is, but it it also isn't. And I would do a lot of the things that Shakira is doing. So let's just like go through a go through a timeline yes. of what is going on. So they got together eleven years ago. Yes. Okay. And so basically, he. So what I know, children. Of so what I know of their relationship is that he recently came out with this picture of this woman who he was allegedly cheating on Shakira with. Like, remember when it came out that they broke up because he was yeah. a cheater? And I remember thinking in June, this was June 2022, this past June, they decided to break up. Okay. And I remember thinking, this is like a good lesson for 
all women who have been cheated on to see because if a man will cheat on Shakira, Shakira, okay, then mm-hmm. a man will cheat on, like, the point is, it's not your fault, girlfriend, you know, yeah. it's it's a him thing. Yeah. So, because who the fuck cheats on Shakira? No but shit. then he posted a picture with this bitch and she's Ch- Shakira 2.0. Right, but also, okay, um, video came out that was taken before they broke up, before Shakira and him broke up. Uh-huh. And this girl was in the background of the video in their home. He was doing an interview, like a Zoom interview, and it just resurfaced. And she's like, she walks past him. Or oh, like so we're, walks so behind this him. is confirmation. That so this, it's, con- this, no, it's confirmation. confirmation. She was around in their home before Who Shakira she, and him broke with up. With a fucking doppelganger of the I'll rich celebrity version that they have. I'll tell you. And I did, yeah. I, I looked this up today because I'm like, why have I always, why is it that I remember almost 10 years ago, Shakira made this comment and it always stuck with me because I was like, she's dating a psychopath. She's dating someone who's really possessive. Like, why has that always stuck with me? So I Googled today as I was going through these stories and I'm like, Shakira boyfriend jealous. And I typed it in and sure enough, in 2014, she made comments about the fact that she wasn't allowed to do um, music videos with other, being risque with other men anymore because her, like, her boyfriend or her baby daddy, whoever, I can't remember if they had children at the time, was territorial and didn't like it. And it gave me Patrick vibes. <laughs> Literally Even back then. Thinking. It gave Literally. me that back then. And that's why it has always stuck with me that Shakira was in a relationship with someone who was very capable of betraying her, cheating on her, doing those things. So none of this has been surprising. And everything that Shakira is doing since justifiable okay completely justifiable team Shakira 100% so she is going off in her songs referencing this split talking about how she was traded in like she's and how he like almost like she's the Rolex and what's the other watch the Casio Casio so but you know I will say and I don't like him and fuck him but this is like the pettiest most brilliant thing ever I know he signed a deal he's now working with like a collab with Casio watches <laughs> no it is kind of brill it's totally brill but it's fuck totally it. brill but I do fuck I, him, but it's funny I, I, you gotta give credit where credit's due it's kind of brilliant can I tell you my favorite thing that Shakira has done thus far yes so her mother-in-law lives next to her and she put up a giant witch statue like a Halloween witch statue on her balcony that faces her mom's house her mother-in-law's house because apparently his Uh, mother her mother-in-law or his they never got married but like his mom knew about this affair and like and welcomed it and whatever supported it and so she stuck with this living by this mother-in-law and she put up a giant witch and played the song where she references the mother-in-law I, and references. She is an icon. Right? And people are like, this is so petty. Oh, who cares? Rats. It's awesome. Hello. I will be petty to the day I die with husbands. <laughs> with the husbands. Are you crazy? No, Shakira, live your best fucking life by torturing. Totally. I mean, if I had to live next to my, an ex-in-law, I'd be dropping off flaming bags of dog shit Literally. every day. <laughs> On their front porch. I know. I, I think know. she is a fucking... She's goals. And you know what I really don't like? 
everyone, like all of the like haters coming after her, just being like, find something else to write about. This is like ridiculous that you're putting it in your songs. What? When did okay. it become okay for Tina people to come after- in your fucking parents' basement, but literally like, accomplishing what? But like, that's what artists do. Like, it's like the same people that come for Taylor Swift for writing yes. about her her dating experiences. That's where she gets her fucking inspiration. And that's the one thing that like everyone as a human being, like this, collectively, we can all relate to relationship problems. It's my narrative. And also, and this is kind of a perfect segue into the- Prince Harry of it all. Mm-hmm. I'm so over. It's like, don't, I can't believe you would tell that story. Shut up. It's my life and it's my story. Sorry that you did shitty things to me in my life that now are part of uh-huh. my narrative. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. If you don't want shitty things done, then you shouldn't have fucking done them. You gave me so much goddamn ammunition. Thank you. It's like, so what we're supposed to keep other people's horrible behavior a secret when they couldn't even treat us with respect in real life? Fuck that. I'm so over this. Oh my like, God. who are all these secret keepers? I'm so sick of these people. Okay, great. So you know what? We're done with the Shakira and okay. Gerard PK okay. of, of it all. You know, we'll stay tuned. Um, good for Shakira. Let's just get into it because I, I know you didn't read Prince Harry's book, Spare. But I trust and, your judgment on it. You know okay. that. Okay. So let me just give some, give some backstory. I started it right when it came out. So it was like a month ago. Okay. I started it. And at first I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is so good. Every night I was reading some of it. Then there got into a lot of military talk. And it's just like, I could have done with like a few chapters like that, but there was just a lot of like military stuff. So I fell off the book because I also, um, wanted to read Jay Shetty's book before I interviewed him. So there were other things that I had to do, took a break. Then when I realized this podcast was coming, we were about to record. I'm like, I need to finally finish it. So I literally, before we started this, got up into the absolute last chapter and it's killing my soul that I have not read the last chapter as we record this podcast. But that's where I am. Um, It's very long. I don't think most people... I, I. I don't, you're not going to read it. I, okay. I know you're not going to read it. This is my biggest takeaway. And I know people are like probably sick of hearing me talk about this. When I read this book, I'm like, this is so obviously a tragedy. Like, this is about a man with a sad, like a man who's sad, a man who's right. really sad, who's really tortured. And he has lived a life that he didn't ask for. He's lived a life where he he was he his role was already decided for him right. and he's never been allowed to ever speak on anything. Literally, I need everybody to imagine going their whole lives, right. their whole existence never being allowed, allowed to defend yourself and having the world think multiple upon multiple lies about you and your family members and you're never allowed to say anything. And now he's finally able to speak and this is him doing it. So everybody just being like, enough already. He's already said his piece. They had the documentary. They had this like, enough. Like, fuck you. Imagine being in that position where you spent your whole life in this yes, gilded cage where you were never allowed to speak. Like, imagine what that does to your brain. And a lot of people just saying he's whiny or like he sounds so immature, like he doesn't understand real life. Correct. 
Correct. Because he's never been able to um, pay bills. He's never had the responsibilities and experiences that most of the world has that turn them into functioning adults. Like he also had his mother killed by the very people he's speaking about, the media. Like this whole entire book is just like about how villainous the media is. And it's it's just it's horrible. And every time I see people hating on him, it's like, where is the compassion? Yes. Listen, if you're mad at Harry, just get mad at me. okay? that's how I feel. I'll take it because I feel like I went through a microscopic amount of similar trauma that Harry did 10 years ago. And I still won't shut the fuck up about it. And I should. <laughs> so if you're mad, come be mad at me in my DMs at Taylor Strecker. But leave Harry alone. Like, and the thing too is he's just started to tell his story. I give him yeah. another five to ten years. Yeah, give him to yeah, no, about this I shit. completely agree. This just started. I know it feels like a lot to people, but that's because you've never heard from him before. And also, uh, let me say this too. If you don't like it, Stop engaging with it. Yes. Don't read the story. Don't read the book. Don't watch a documentary. Like, I relate to it. Stassi relates to it. It, like, misery loves fucking company. (laughs) So just, like, it's not for you. Change the goddamn channel. I'm so sick of people being like, I don't like this. Now let me spend the rest of my day and my life and my week and my forever telling everybody why I don't like it and trying to get everybody else not like it, too. What the fuck is that? I know. It like freaks me out. I I need to tell you some of the takeaways. Like it is very clear. First of all, he could have gone so much harder on his family. He still speaks about them with with love and warmth. And the details that he decides to include, even like from King Charles, from his father, like he, that's a point to include that he always calls him my darling boy. So like anytime you read a quote from him, like we get that. He didn't have to. He could have gone harder. Like, there's so many little specifics that you can just tell that he's trying to have some sort of reverence and respect. He's he's trying and he cares about his family, but he has been left with no other option. option. And, And you read throughout the book that he's tried. A million times. And his own dad and Camilla, they cared more about protecting and and rehabilitating their own image than their family, than his kids. And so many times for, for his family to trade horrible stories about him, like his dad literally traded his team, his dad's team, gave a fake story that Harry was in rehab for cocaine so that he would end up looking like, oh, this the poor dad who's dealt with Diana's death and now he has a son that's troubled so that he would gain sympathy. Like, that's the type of, like, he didn't have a normal relationship with his dad. Like, his dad was constantly trading stories. His dad used him and lied about him to better himself. That is so unhinged. And it is the way of the monarchy and it is the way that it works. And that whole family, it's that's what they're used to. I mean, he couldn't even give his grandmother a hug. He wasn't allowed to. Yeah. It's like, so it's so strange. Like we can never even begin to understand what it feels like. No, you know what I'm it's, saying? it's such an important read. And I think also like, you know, he kept saying in the book, like, 
I and, and he said this in his interviews where he didn't want history to be incorrectly written. And he yeah. kept saying the history books, the history books. And I think to so many people that might sound dramatic and extraordinary, but it's not. Because if he didn't write all of this, right, the history books would be being recorded with all of the false information and the false narratives. Yeah. And he's just hope, like, think about how we study and read about history. He's just right. hoping that he's not written in lies. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I'm going to make this about me because that's what I do. But um, so when I got a divorce, right, there was a whole year that I was like, I mean, first I was curious about Tay. Then we were like kind of hooking up. Then we were like dating, dating. But it was like a very like long year Then I told like I came out to my friends and my parents. It was a, it was a journey. But when I finally, like it took me a whole year. But when I finally came out on the air, all of a sudden people from my past life started to come back into the, like come came out of the woodwork being like, shut it, basically. Shut your mouth. Like, we don't want to hear from you. We don't want to hear your side of the story. And I realized it was because they had a whole year to peddle the story around that I got a divorce because I was a lesbian the whole time. And listen, maybe I was a lesbian the whole time, but like that to me, I got divorced for a gajillion other reasons. And so that didn't feel like a fair assessment of, of, of it to me. And there were certain people that were so fucking pissed because now they couldn't just peddle their narrative around. And it's like, well, yeah, because they liked the narrative that I was a lesbian and that was the beginning and the end of it because it let them wash their hands free of any sort of contribution or responsibility in the matter. It right. let them rewrite history. And that made me mad. Like the, the truth of the matter is, yeah, I'm a lesbian. Like, so what? So what, what, what do I care if like, that's the story? But it, I care because I lived through something that it was about so much more. And it's like, it's just not fair when people try to t re rewrite your story for you because it's not theirs to tell. Yes, exactly. Other people rewriting your story for you. And I think that's just like the crux of it. I'll rewrite their fucking story for them, bitches! <laughs> I just feel like the world needs to practice a tad more compassion Absolutely. with this. I mean, he has lived an incredible life. Like he has seen and done things that I can never, I will never understand. I did my best to understand as I was reading it, but it's like, holy shit. And he's never been allowed to just speak up for himself. You know, he's never owned a car. Being like, silenced, he's never owned a car. Being like, silenced is a terrible thing. And it, I, you know what? There's people that have probably been silenced at work, in friendships, in families for sure, and definitely in relationships. Everybody deserves to have a voice and to tell their own side of the story. I mean, I don't... And a lot of times, like... The only people that benefit from silence are people who are the ones abusing people, usually, right? right? Or mistreating no. people or whatever. Yes. So if somebody's asking for silence or saying you can't tell anybody about this, that's the number one red flag that like something is wrong, you know? Correct. I could not so. agree more. I, and, so, and I don't understand how people can side with the wrong side so much. Correct. And I also don't understand how people can can kind of shit on the fact that he's selling a memoir, selling a Netflix show that they're that she that Meghan Markle, you know, has a podcast that she's making money off of. And if they wanted privacy, why would they be doing this? OK, these are so Prince Harry is somebody who's not allowed to have a normal job. He wasn't allowed to 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 go and study to be an architect. OK, right. Like that's he can't he's unemployable. Like Literally, that's, he, and also he, he is unfamousable. Like he could never yeah, not be famous. Exactly. So he has been cut off 
by his family, yeah. cut off. They took away and, security. And they took away his security, which they're one of the, the most famous, the most famous couple, I feel like, in the world. So many people hate them. They are a target yep. in every single way. They have to have security. His family took away security. When you read this part of the, the book, it's... Um, I had my heart was beating out of my chest thinking about them. They paint, he painted the picture so vividly of just being in Canada in the house that they were staying at. And his security team is, is like, I need to talk to you. He hands over Archie to Megan and he said, you're, you're, they've ordered us to, to leave. Like we, we have to go. They said to leave you. So they would literally be sitting ducks with no security, swarmed by right. helicopters, by boats. They'd already released their their address. Like they, Paparazzi, crazy people yes. too. Crazy and, people. Yes. And not only that, but then they don't have income because they have been cut off. And then not only that, Prince Harry is unemployable. So they have to, they have to find a way to make money. So of course they're going to tell their story to make money. That's all they know. That is all they know. Right. T to tell their story because he doesn't have another job. It's not like she can just go get a television show. She's fucking Meghan Markle right now. Right. Like it's, it's such a crazy. And the scary... amount of money, like because he was born into this famous family, the amount of money it takes to protect him, like is a six million dollars a year. There you Six go. Six million dollars a year so for security. That's why they have to do this public shit because they need to make multi millions of dollars in order to afford their literal lifestyle for them. It's it's all relative for them to be able to survive. You know what I mean? Correct. And, and like it, people saying, oh well, when you're they that don't, famous, it's not a luxury to have security. It's a necessity. It's, it's a necessity. And people saying, well, they don't need a house like that big. Yes, they do because it's a secure house. They need yeah. a house yes. that is like a fortress. So like, while it looks like they're just living in complete luxury, which they are, it is. They have to. They can't just live on a cul-de-sac like with right. the rest of us. Like they, they have to live far away from from everyone because this is what he was born into. Exactly. And I just like, I can't, I, I like, it really bothers. I hope that I don't have to talk about this anytime soon again, because it really upsets me. Yeah. It really upsets me that, that so much of the world is just so anti the Sussexes. And, and compassionless. And, and I just don't understand how people can't understand it. You know, it's like, what, what, what are they hearing and experiencing with this? That like, we're like, not even that we're not like, I, just, like, I, told, I said this before, I think they're just projecting all over it, but it's like, I just don't understand how they can't even hear the words that we're saying and like, be like, oh, that makes sense. It's just no, like all the, they, Taylor, all they hear is, oh, they drank the Kool-Aid. That's literally all they hear when we talk. And, and I also do want to no, wrap this you up. By, you drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you, you guys drank the Kool-Aid. No, you are, you are literal lemmings and followers <laughs> and peons of the entertainment industry and, and of the, of, of, of uh, the media, of the media. Of Daily Mail. <laughs> You're literally, you are zombies for the Daily Mail. So suck on that. But I do want to say this. I want to wrap this up by saying this, that everyone in the monarchy is a victim to, to also. Like, okay. as much as like, you know, King Charles, like, oh, shitty dad. And like, he grew up in this as yeah. well. So yep. he is also a victim of this. So is Prince William. Yep. So is Kate. Yep. So so was Queen Elizabeth. Yes. You know, I think they, they every single one so of them. So was her sister who didn't get to marry the love of her life. Yes. I every single one the of crown. them was a, vic a victim. Yeah. They were. Like, watching, I, I had such compassion for Prince um Charles watching 
the crown. I was like, oh my God, like imagine you're like madly in love with somebody and you're just simply yeah. not allowed to be with them because totally. it's your job to marry somebody else. Oh my God. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's all a tragedy for each and every all one of, of them. So like I, whenever like I was reading his parts of his book being like, oh God, Prince William is a fucking dick. I'm like, but no, he's not because I mean, he is, but he's a victim too. And he's yeah. reacting from being placed in this position that he didn't ask for. Like right. they can't help it. And I just feel for, for all of them, but long live the monarchy. <laughs> like long live that. <laughs> No, no. no, it's the media. The media is the problem. It is. It really I'm telling is. you, they wouldn't have to be like this if it weren't for the media. Like, they'd all be a little bit more normal. Yep. Okay. I feel like I'm going to need to just like, you know, like after you finish a book where you're just like really invested in it, you're like, I, how will I ever recover and, and be interested in anything else You feel else like again? you've like lost a friend? Yes. Yeah, that's how it feels. So it's going to take me a good two years, two months. Sorry, sorry two days. I didn't mean two years or two. Oh, wow. Just two days to kind of get over this one. Yeah. Hartford starts dance class tomorrow. I'm, I'm gonna so focus on excited. That. She is, I mean, she is too much. The tapping, she's a, she's the singing, star. the stardom. No, she is a fucking star. I've never seen so much star quality in my life. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> Okay, I love you so I much. Love you, I cannot wait to see you in New York for your big birthday. Thank you for saying big birthday. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for coming across the country for it. I feel of like guilty. Of course, do not. You guys okay. fly out here for me and like my, my Halloween party Facts. and all that shit. It's like Facts. it's it's my turn to do something for you. Okay, everyone, go follow Taylor Strecker at Taylor Strecker. Thank you can you. go um, listen to her podcast. Oh, you have two. Just pimp yourself out right now. I'll do it. Follow me, Instagram, at Taylor Strecker. That's number one. Baby, I just want 10K more followers for my big birthday. <laughs> I am literally begging. I am Alec Baldwin begging for Alaria, okay? <laughs> but for myself. At Taylor Strecker. S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R. Then I also have Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. Check that out. And um, then I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Taylor Strecker Show. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes. And if you could go and rate, review, and subscribe to Straight Up with Stassi. And if you'd like to watch this or listen to the Good, the Bad, the Baby podcast, we have a hundred episodes now. You can go to patreon.com slash Stassi. Um, I think that's it, right? All the things. <gasps> Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.